0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: And Instagram as well. The Jets. Quarterback away, tail as old as time. Zach Wilson was dreadful today. 77 passing yards, nine of twenty-two. We just needed him to be average, and the Jets would have blown the doors off of the Patriots, but couldn't even find a way to do that. The Jets more punts, 10, than completions, 9. Zach had, like, three balls that should have been picked off. They were 3 of 14 on third down. The list goes on and on and on about just objectionable stats from that game, but it ended in the most heartbreaking way. We thought it was going to overtime. But with a couple seconds left in the fourth quarter, Marcus Jones had a 84-yard punt return for a touchdown. Down go the Jets for the 14th straight time against the Patriots. We are now 12 years removed from a playoff appearance. It looked like we were getting closer and closer to ending that drought, but today was a step in the right in the in the wrong direction. And you look no further than the quarterback of the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, who we now have to question whether or not he should still be under center for this football team. Garrett Wilson, not happy after this game, how could you, uh, was asked uh, whether or not he feels like the wide receivers can do more.
2: No, uh, sorry. We out here looking sorry, man. We know that we're not sorry, so that's that's why it really really hurts. We know that we're better than that, that's why it hurts. That's why it's frustrating for me because we can be, we can do more. And I, you know, I, honestly, I feel like they got to put some more trust in the receiver room. I feel like we can go up and make plays, do things, and I don't know if, if everyone feel that way, but hopefully, you know, by the time we get around next week, you know, everyone feel that way, and uh, we gotta have a good week of practice.
1: So that's an indictment of the coaching staff. Also, sounds like he might be taking shots at his quarterback. I know everyone is obsessed with this formula of got to run the ball, got to run the ball, got to run the ball, got to establish the run. But when your your opposition is stacking the box like that, yes, you still have to stay committed to it because there needs to be the existence of a threat that you can run away with when, which, by the way, Brees Hall, get it well soon, man. Wish you could come back this season torn acl that that that's a devastating injury but it it, it all comes down to the quarterback and he let them down today here was more from garrett wilson on the loss to the patriots
3: this
2: is unacceptable and and no one wants to feel like this but you that's not enough you know you got to do something about it you know hopefully this is a wake up for for some people in in the facility you know for us in the facility to get on our to get on our details
1: get on our details so who's he calling out there is he calling out the the quarterback is he calling out the coaches I don't know, but something has to be done, and it has to be done quickly because it doesn't get any easier. The Jets play the Bears next week at home. Then you go to Minnesota to play the Vikings before traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills, and then back home to play the Lions and Jaguars. So it's some tough games there, but we've seen them win. It just comes down once again to not just – we thought it was just mistake-free football. I I was preaching that last night, just mistake-free. And Zach didn't make – Really any, you know, statistical mistakes today. No interceptions, no fumbles. He was just awful. Buddha in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha?
4: TB, what's going on, my dude?
1: (sighs) Man, I'll I'll let you have the floor here because I I don't know what else to say.
4: All right. first of all, I'll start with the Zach Wilson apologists. They're absolutely annoying. (laughs) They call up, they say, yeah, I know he's bad. But can the coach um, let him lose more? (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) the coach is not aggressive with him you think (laughs) i mean come on man like this sounds stupid i love richard to death i mean richard called last show after after a few calls after me after people complained about wilson and he was like he doesn't like people who you know criticizing wilson and jumping off the ship then he went on to criticize him and say you know (laughs) he's little he can't see the field and he reminds him of johnny manzel which wasn't fair because let's be honest Zach Wilson's not doing Molly, and he's not doing Coke, and Johnny Manziel was able to hit a screen pass. So, you know, (laughs) moving forward, I mean, please. You know, stop with the excuses. This is the whole problem with him is everybody does it. The coaching staff, the fans, it's ridiculous. But you ask, like, was this one of the worst losses in Jets history? It's not even in the top five. You know why, Because it's not really – they still have a chance to do something. And it really its not impactful in, in that much of a way. I've it never is impactful.
1: It is, man, because you, you've been swept. Now you, you lose the tiebreaker to one of the teams in your division. Like, that's a big deal.
4: Yeah, but when I say that, I'm talking about what my realistic expectations were for them, not in terms of, like, what it does for them, like, right in the situation right now. Obviously, it's impactful. But, I mean, listen, 2015 got loss against the Bills. was 2011 Victor Cruz. We don't want to talk about that. 99 yards. The Marino fake spike led to Pete Carroll losing like six games in a row and getting out of here. Eric Barton, Doug Bryan, A.J. Dewey, these games were games that meant a lot more. In a lot of ways, it's better that this stuff is happening now because it's going to shift the focus to where it needs to go. And a lot of people don't understand what the real problem is in terms of the quarterback and what's going on with him. If you listen to Salah, Salah's an emotional dude. When Rex Ryan came out and said something at him, he fired back. When people were critical of him earlier this year, he brought the receipts out. He fired back. But last year, when Michael K and them, after Mike White got in there and did his thing, you know, they asked him. They said, "Look, if Mike White continues to play like this, is Zach Wilson guaranteed to have his job back?" He said, "I'm not going to make any promises that I can't keep." <laughs> so, that being said. That shows me that the quarterback situation it goes back to one person. I mean, I have to be honest, man. Listen, Joe Douglas collectively has done an average to above average job when you look at the collective. Especially, I mean, when you look at the individual job like this year, as opposed to all the other years. I mean, he's nailed the the last two drafts.
1: He's he's nailed the last two drafts. With the collective,
4: listen, with the collective though, you have to be fair. And you have to say he's made a lot of mistakes as well. You know, Makai Becton over Justin Jefferson is ridiculous. But, you know, what shows me that the coach I'm telling you, if you inject the salaries from crew serum, he tell you, I want to bench this kid, but I don't have the autonomy to do so. And what proves that point to me is Aston Davis still being on this team, he's a useless player. He was a player that you picked up because, you you know, you moved on from Jamal Adams, you wanted to try to replace. And, it, listen, he's a worthless player. He doesn't play special teams Not a return guy or nothing. The fact of him still being on his team shows me that the GM is still trying to validate some of the moves that he made that were not good. And, you know, I'm sorry. You have to – if you're going to take the accolades, rightfully so, because – The two best players on the team, you can make a case that one of them was drafted by him, but one of them was drafted by McCagney. It's Quinnen Williams and it's Sauce Gardner. I don't care what anybody tells me. Those are the two best players at their position on this team. So, in turn, you know, you have to take, atonement or responsibility
1: all right Buddha, but let's wilson, be fair let's, let's be fair because you're very meticulous about using top two because that you know that's just uh an arbitrary number but if we extend the list garrett wilson uh one of the three best players on this team yeah that was drafted mm-hmm. he was he was drafted yes. by douglas Brees hall one of the four best players on this team i get he's hurt now he was drafted by joe douglas you look at Elijah Vera and what he meant to the, to the offensive line. Elijah Moore, I mean, that's a different conversation as far as his talent is concerned. He he should be producing more, but that Michael Carter, the 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 quarterback. Uh, so there are a lot of plays, there are a lot of draft picks that he made the last two years where he absolutely nailed. And I get the Makai Becton, that's been a disaster, and he's got and he's got to take some. He's gonna have to take a hit for the quarterback. But overall...
4: Right, but but, but uh, listen, Ty, you said he has to take some or a hit for the quarterback. Ty, that's, that's a big the hit. most important yes. position that it you is. have. It is. And what ha- you, know, you know what pisses me off about it? Like, really? I'm going to tell you what really pisses me off about it. And people don't acknowledge this point. You came in, you assessed the situation with Sam Donald. You was like, yo, you know what? This dude is not the dude. So you sacrificed a season. You didn't put nothing around him. You set him up to fail, which he was willing and able to do as a player. No, no doubt about that. But when you do that, and then you secure the second pick, and you can—I'm telling you, Ty, this is not you, Ty. You know me, bro. You know I watch college football. You know the I spoke about it before they – way before they drafted him. Some of this is his fault. He's a jerk, to be quite honest with you. That's a comparison that he does have with Johnny Mazel. He's a pampered kid, and he's a jerk. And if you paid attention to college, they never made him the captain of the team. He played yeah, poorly before that, that COVID year. He yeah, played poorly. So you pick him you got to own that. There was no reason to draft him with number two. There's never been a draft in the history of the NFL where he was worthy of that pick. Come on, bro.
1: (laughs) I feel feel you, boy, and I appreciate the call. That was a big deal uh, ahead of him being drafted. And after he got drafted, people talking about, well, he wasn't even the captain at BYU. And, look, I I can't disagree. It's not just taking a hit. It's a major hit. If you fail on the quarterback, that sets you back years, unless you're able to go out there and trade for someone. But who's available? Derek Carr might be available. I guess Aaron Rodgers. But it's going to come down to the Jets are going to be too good to look at the draft. But they're obviously going to be in need of a quarterback because this guy simply hasn't been it so far, and, and I don't see it changing. Jose's in New Jersey. What's up, Jose?
5: What's up, Ty? How you doing, brother? Uh,
1: could be better. Could be better. But <laughs> oh, we all mind?
5: could be better. Real quick, man, this is going to validate the the famous same old Jets thing. What I see is I see 2009, 2010 all over again. You see a great defense. You see a defensive-minded coach. You see a good running game that could have been great, and now you have a net quarterback like it in Mark Sanchez. But at least Sanchez yeah, at least gave you a bomb. is
1: productive. Yeah, he gave you two. Yeah, years at least
5: Sanchez like... gave you a bomb every now and then to Braylon Edwards, a touchdown when needed to San Antonio home. This kid can't even come close to doing any of that. And if we talk about those teams, what was the weak link? It was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. When you look back at 2009, 2010, okay. the quarterback. As, as okay as he was, he couldn't get over the hump. This kid is not even close to Sanchez. So, I mean, any expectations that anybody has, that's just it's, – it's, it's, it's insane because it's like you only go as far as your quarterback takes you, right? We all know that. So, as well as the defense is, as good as the running game is, this kid has no idea what's going on out there. You know what nobody brings up, I noticed? That sidearm throw. I can't stand it, Ty. I can't stand that sort of throw he throws. He made
1: a couple of them for completions today. He he, he did make a couple of them for completions, and I don't know. Uh, we were talking I, about I, it last I, night. We were talking about, I don't, I don't know if it's a comfort thing or it's a better angle, but he did complete a couple of, uh, of the sidearm passes. Today.
5: I, think, I think he thinks in his mind, like most alpha males do, because I think he sees himself as an alpha male. I think like he said to the last caller, he's a pampered kid. He comes all snobby. I think he has this mentality where, you know, I think I'm Patrick Mahomes. My dude, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not even close. close.
1: Yeah, no. I I think that, uh, Jose, you might be closer to Patrick Mahomes than than Zach Wilson. (laughs) Appreciate you, Tom. And I appreciate the call, Jose. Got to hit a break here, but if you're on host, stay there. 800-919-3776. We are going to run through these phone calls. Also got to talk about the Giants, them losing today to the Lions to fall to 7-3. and three. That Cowboys game, it, it was already huge, but now you don't want to go down losing two straight because with the Commanders playing well and inching up closer, you could find yourself in the cellar of this division pretty, pretty quickly. So we'll continue to take your phone calls. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, Ty D. Butler. Back in a moment right here on the
0: is the Ty Butler Show on ninety-eight
1: point seven ESPN? Six reacting to a terrible, terrible, terrible loss, and Buddha hitting on the nose. Like there are, like, I guess it's more prisoner of the moment. There are a bevy of games you can look at and say those those were worse losses, just because they meant more. And like even the the loss to Pittsburgh in the playoffs in twenty ten. Like, that was bad. Obviously, the, the Buffalo game in 2015. So there are games that, I guess, meant more. But this was just soul-crushing from an emotional standpoint. And I guess now that I'm able to host, and I was basically doing a Jet pregame show last night where I got so emotionally invested, and I really thought they were going to win this game, my expectation was that right now, this moment, we were going to be breaking down what was one of my favorite wins in, in Jets history, and it, it completely went the other way. Completely went the other way. Before we get back to the phone calls, let's give you a preview of what's happening on the station tomorrow. So DPH on Rothenberg, 5 to 8 a.m., 735. You're going to want to hear from Rex Ryan about what happened today with the Jets, and we will be interesting to see what he says about the quarterback situation. We heard from Mike Tannenbaum. He thinks the Jets have to bench him, so I'm sure uh, Rick and Dave will get his thoughts on that. And then KJM from 8 to 10. Sal Powell is going to join them at 8.15. Taylor Twelman, an ESPN soccer analyst with Team USA, getting set to play at 2 p.m. tomorrow. He joins at 8.45. Herm Edwards, Dark guy back at ESPN, is going to join at 9.10. Greeny from 10 to noon. Barton Hahn from 12 to 3. Then Michael K. Show, fresh off of their 20th celebration this past Friday. They're going to have Coach Sala in the 3 o'clock hour. Steve Young's going to join as he does every Monday at 5, previewing Monday Night Football. Then Gras has got a very short show, two segments, 7 to 7.30, ahead of Nick's Thunder. That gets your way at 7.30. And then following that game, Larry and Gordon will take you to midnight with ESPN New York tonight. Back to the phone lines we go. We talk to, is it George in the truck? Jorge George, I'm sorry. Which one is it?
6: Jorge's fine. George is fine, man. The What's way that? today went, I, I could care less about my name. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's pretty funny. You know, but, yeah, man, listen. Uh, Buddha definitely hit it on the nose. Um, definitely. Everything he said definitely made sense. Um, but, man, where, any adjustment would have would have been great, man. A, a little screen, screen pass. They tried um, it. They tried that. Just it you know wasn't working. Like,
1: couldn't complete a screen pass.
6: But but you know you know bring in the the tight you know we we have a tight end. I don't know who's the tight end, but we got man, Conklin like, and you got I Uzoma,
1: just, the two tight ends, Conklin I, and Uzoma.
6: I just I just feel like we we didn't make any adjustments, man. Like we we we, we went away from the run. He was struggling with the pass. Um, man, I, I'm just frustrated, man. I'm frustrated. I I I. I I love what the defense. I don't want to make it all negative. I love what the defense is doing, man. I feel like this defense is amazing. Um, I don't blame the special teams at the end. I mean, they were on the field longer than the offense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It. So, I, it's, it's it's almost like, um, you know, we like like Buddha said. We keep we keep seeing or the or color prior to the uh, after Buddha. He said we keep seeing the same thing. 2009, um, 2010. Just repeating itself. We all these quarterbacks we passed on, man. All these great quarterbacks that we passed on, we could have had in our team, and here we are, Zach Wilson.
1: <laughs> here we are with Zach Wilson. Appreciate the call, <laughs> Jorge, aka George, who doesn't care what his name is because the Jets were so bad today. I don't care what my name is either. Here's the thing. So the I don't know what the worst part about what happened today was. Zach was terrible, but the lack of accountability. You could lose the locker room like that. For, for you to be asked if you let the team down and to not be humble enough and sincere and, and analyzing and assessing your level of play and coming out there and saying, yeah, I just didn't play well enough today. I got to be better. There were some throws I missed. We have to score more than three points. And I gave you the stat last night. So coming into this game, Zach Wilson's Jets hadn't scored more than 17 points. Against the Pats, he was 0-3, seven interceptions, two touchdowns. Put up three points today. And for you to have gone through this and to be in this situation now with this team, understanding what the expectations are, and not feel badly. Like if I was Zach Wilson today, I would feel terrible about what I did to my defense. Watching them for 60 minutes, give it their all. Holding that team to three points, six sacks today. a near recovered fumble. And the defense actually helped force the two missed field goals from from Nick Folk because they got some sacks and, and, and got them in, in third and long and, and put them in, in position where, you know the first kick, he hit it off the off the crossbar and then he started second-guessing himself because of the wind, that gets credited to the special teams and the defense because they kept them out of the end zone. So for you to walk up there and, and be asked if you felt you let your team down and say no, man, if I'm Sauce Gardner, I'm red hot. If I'm Quentin Williams, Quincy Williams, I'm, I'm, I'm heated right now. All of those guys deserved better and you did not take any accountability for it. So you could lose the locker room like that. So that's my biggest concern. Garrett in New Jersey. What's up, Garrett?
0: Hi, first-time listener last night. I hit you up on the gram last night and uh, today a little bit about the Jets, but uh, you just nailed it on the head. Uh, The worst problem with today is not the two yards in the second half. It's not the only the three points generated, but it's the lack of accountability. When you're asked straight up, if you think that you had a part in the loss, you just say no flat out. You don't put it on yourself at all. There's no accountability. And not only the what, what you answered, it was how you answered it. Uh, I just have a problem with Zach Wilson, and he needs to be better. I'm not calling for his head, but I'm calling for more accountability. And he just needs to look in the mirror and uh why aren't you making those easy throws to the sideline uh what, why aren't you getting out of the pocket why aren't you taking the easy yards when they're there um i'm just it's it's getting tire tiresome watching it and knowing you have such a great defense playing lights out and you have the complete opposite end of the spectrum on the offensive side um i don't i don't know where to go from here i don't want to call for his head and ruin the kid's confidence but like Man, have you ever seen a 300 400 yard game out of him, you know? It's just it's hard to sit here and defend him.
1: It it is hard and appreciate the call. So to, to answer your question, he did throw for a, a career 355 yards back uh, on October 30th uh, against the Patriots, but it was overshadowed by throwing three interceptions. So yeah, that that was the best game through the air uh, for for Zach, but <laughs> as I just said that you, you, part of the job is being a leader, and that's after wins, after losses. For you to be asked straight up, Did you let your team down today and say no? That's an embarrassment. Vince in Brooklyn, what's up, Vince?
7: Thanks for checking my call. Yeah, no problem. And big up to Chantel for talking to me for a minute, and it's <laughs> all cool. But listen, um, this jet game today, and I'll tell you what, what the problem was. Was you sent the wrong special teams field out on the field? All right, you were supposed to go out there and try to kick that field goal. But no, what did you do? You went out there and you punted the ball straight to the man who ran back the game and won the game for the opposite season, Okay, that's what happened today. It's a bad day for all uh, for all uh, New York football teams, but that jet. Uh, uh, position just now, what they did. You were not supposed to. You you should have sat there and tried to kick that freaking field goal, all right? And, and, and run the rest of the time off the clock and go into overtime, all right? No. You gave it up. You gave it up. You, you punched the ball right to the man that ran the game right out of your hands. Now, talk to me about that. Have a good night, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Wait, you wanted them
1: to kick a field goal on... Wait, on fourth and three from their own 32? Is that what he was saying, Joe? He wanted them to kick a field goal from their own 32-yard line?
0: I think that's where he was going.
1: I mean, that doesn't even make sense.
0: I mean, it would have set a tremendous NFL record, but, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't think Greg the Leg has that big of a leg. (laughs) <laughs> from
1: their own 32-yard line, which means that after you miss that field goal, all the Pats are going to do is kick a field goal of their own to win the game. Look, if you want to criticize them for uh, Braden Man for the punt and his inability to I, either angle it in, in a way where he's cutting off half the field or just kicking it straight out of bounds, then I'm with you. And The criticism can't be that they should have kicked the field goal from, from their own 32-yard line. That is... To put it nicely, nonsensical. More of your phone calls coming up. eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. nine one nine-3776. Hit me on Twitter and Instagram, Ty D Butler. We were talking, we will return in a moment right here on 987 ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN.
1: Sunday night football Chargers with a four-point lead over the Chiefs. Three minutes and change remaining in third quarter, but the Chiefs are driving. Brandon staley He's got to stop listening to the media. Try to bully him into not being aggressive on fourth down. They had fourth and inches, at, you know, deep in their own territory. But you got to go for it. Be aggressive. Don't let the media punk you. Do what you do best. The Chargers are are, are a different team when they're being aggressive. So do what you do best. Do what you do best, Daly. Don't let them don't let them take your swag. Vic in New Jersey, what's up?
6: Hey man, uh, I, I think I'm going to try to take uh, Zach Wilson's side on the comment. Uh, I know I'm going to get jumped all over for it, but I, I uh,
1: love it. Here we go. All
6: right. So, look, uh, he was asked, "Did the offense let down the defense?" He wasn't asked whether he let down the defense, and if he was to say yes, uh, he, he would have been. he would have been, you know, yelled at by the offense. So right, I so think he was. Uh, he was asked let, a.
1: Qu- let's play a game, Vic. Ask me the question that Zach Wilson was asked, and I'll be Zach Wilson
6: okay, uh did you let down
1: the no defense? no no, ask me that. the question that he was asked that's just that's just go verbatim how he was asked. Do you remember the question how he
6: would how he would respond to it?
1: No, no, so what I wanted you to do was ask me, do you feel like the offense let the defense down? so that's your question pose okay. that question to me, pose it to me. Okay, Zach,
6: do you think the offense let down the defense?
1: Yes, the offense did let down the defense, and it starts and ends with me because I'm the quarterback of the offense, and I have to play a lot better. There were some throws that I missed that I wish I could have back, and I definitely, going forward, need to play better in order for us to win football games because our defense has been tremendous.
6: Well, I, I, I guess he, he he didn't have the brain for all of that, given the performance
2: he had today. But <laughs> well, there you I, go. I really
6: don't think he meant all of you know. He's getting he's getting a lot of flack for a comment. I think he should get a lot of flack for his performance. So but here's his the comment. Thing, was not terrible. here's the
1: thing, Vic. If not for and because this is actually becoming a trend. So a couple of days ago, Connor Hughes put this out on Twitter. Uh, Zach Wilson was asked about his emotions following the first Patriots game, and he said, I thought they were good emotions. I was frustrated. I still believe nobody outside this building knows what they're talking about. So it, it's like becoming consistent where he's just giving comments that appears to be you know, someone who's of a jerk. And I'm not calling him a jerk, but it just doesn't shine him in a positive light when this is the type of way that he speaks following games. So it's becoming consistent, yeah. and everyone's noticing it. And part of your job as the quarterback is to be a leader.
6: Yeah, well, it's not a good look. Thank you, sir, <laughs> for,
1: for letting should, you speak. Of course, man. Thanks for making the call. Let's go to Kevin in New Jersey. What's up, Kevin?
7: What's up, man? How you doing?
0: I'm doing um, okay. So I, don't put, I put all this blame on Mike LaFleur. We have had, I've been a Jet fan my whole life, we have had a revolving door of Brian Schottenheimer's. Tony <laughs> Soprano, Soprano Mor- Morningweg, Changeli, John Morton. These guys suck. Third and eight, <laughs> you're throwing a fucking screen pass. I'm sorry. Uh, dude. I got to
1: get him off. <laughs> I got to dump that. You can't talk like that on the air. Come on, dude. I get you being frustrated, but, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Donald's in New Jersey. What's up, Donald?
2: Hey, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Um, of course. Just wanted to switch gears, talk about the Giants for a second here and uh, ironically enough I'm actually going to start off with a quote uh, from Herm Edwards, ex-head coach from the Jets they are who we thought they were Um, and I think that that's uh, a little fitting um, despite the expectations the low expectations that we have for the Giants that they have overperformed in Um, what I think the Lions did today was kind of give a, a, a blueprint to how to continuously beat the Giants and that's to make Saquon Barkley irrelevant to the game um Saquon Barkley is the number one running back through week 10 he's about like 953 yards if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken yeah he's the NFL's team rusher. yep yeah and I mean following today it might be Derrick Henry but um they that leads me to my next point when you take Saquon out of the game what does that mean for the Giants do they have the the quarterback in place to say we need you today we have to put the game in your hands, and we need you to lead us to a team. And I, and I, I think that answer is no. Um, so where does Dayball take the Giants moving forward? I mean, we have Saquon coming up on a contract year. Do they franchise, tag them? do they trade them? And then what do we do with Daniel Jones? Are we looking for a quarterback in this upcoming uh, draft? What are your thoughts?
1: I appreciate the call. So I don't think you're getting a quarterback in the upcoming draft just because you're, you're going to be too good to be in the market for one. Uh, with uh, with uh, C.J. Stroud, and and then Bryce. So I I think that going forward, you still have to let the season play out because outside of today, Daniel Jones has been pretty good. This is the first time all season we've really got to sit here and take him to task because he did throw two costly interceptions. He went six consecutive games without throwing a pick, but that came to a crashing halt today and the the lions were able to capitalize on it and to your point they shut down saquon barkley only rushed for 22 yards and daniel jones was forced to make plays and he couldn't do it Uh, as for the giants going forward this season a big story came out today that odell beckham jr is going to be coming in for a visit with the team after thanksgiving so it's going to be interesting to see where he elects to go because it looks like the cowboys and the giants have emerged as the favorites and Odell's looking to win another Super Bowl, so if that becomes the end all be all, then he's got to go to Dallas because Dallas is, to me, further along in the further along in that in that picture of being a contender than the Giants. They're further along as far as being a, a, a contender, and if that, if that's what it's going to come down to, then I think he's going to go to go to Dallas, but. If he wants to have that come to home, or, you know, coming back home moment and making it come full circle and helping this team elevate, because they clearly they can use another offensive weapon outside of Saquon Barkley, who's been carrying them all season long, and he's going to need some help. Daniel Jones uh, is what he is; he's a limited quarterback that can make some big throws, but when Saquon rushes for 22 yards, it's hard to see the Giants winning a football game. It's hard to see that happening. Uh, Are they going to franchise Saquon? Uh, Honestly, I'm not sure. Your guess is as good as mine. But what I will say is after a season like this, what he's meant to the team, the organization, and as far as the -the on-the-field product, it's going to be hard to part with him. He's your best player. So how do you rationalize not bringing him back? It's just tough because he's looking for Christian McCaffrey money, Derrick Henry money, Alvin Kamara. And we've seen time and time again – Handing out big money, Zekia Elliott money, handing out big money to running backs, that's not something that ages well. But you might be forced to do it just because of what he's meant and what he's done for this organization. And I don't know that you have any you know, great options out there as far as replacing him. So it's a precarious situation to be in. I think the Giants should pay him. I just don't know that it's going to age well. Because history tells us that that's not the case. By the way, update on the Sunday Night Football game. Travis Kelsey just scored another touchdown, so the Chiefs are up 23-20 to 20 on the Chargers. Brandon Staley, be aggressive. Don't let the media force you to, you know, become something that you're not. Fourth and inches, you should be going for it. Dave in Brooklyn. What's up, Dave?
3: Thanks for taking my call, Todd. Man, oh, man. I've been listening to these Jets fans. Boy, I tell you. Let me just say this. You know, Bart said uh, a couple of days ago, he said, this weather is going to show, it's going to separate the men from the boys. And when I tell you Zach looked like a little kid out there (laughs) playing peewee football, (laughs) I mean, three points? Really? Just three points. That's all you could do. I mean, it's it's sad because I feel bad for the defense. You can tell that defense on the Jets is, I mean, it, it's doing its job. It's doing more than what they're supposed to be doing. And then make a comparison. This guy, Zach Wilson, you can compare him. To ben Simmons were crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, seriously, died. Hey, thinking. hey.
1: By the way, ben, ben Simmons is playing well as of late. I don't know if the I don't know if you saw the Nets beat the Grizzlies tonight, and Kyrie Irving's return. Ben Simmons twenty two points, eight rebounds, five assists. So I don't know that that's a I diss. I don't you know that, that. I don't know that that's landing the way you thought it would.
3: <laughs> well, still, regardless, from the past till now, it wasn't looking good. You know, he might have that one night where he just finally shined. But that has not shined. And it's just looking so bad because you can tell that defense is, is I mean, I can't imagine being one of them defensive players and seeing my quarterback play that way. Yeah. You know, when I go back to the locker room, man, it ain't going to be a nice talk that we have it. You know, and the, and the fact is he wants to sit there and act like, like he's doing a good job. I mean, he sat there and said about the win. You got to be kidding yeah, me. You got to remember where you're at. You're in New he York. It's yeah, like, man. this is not, you know, this is not a fun game. People pay a lot of money to go see their team, and you want to sit there and put up that type of a performance. It's like, come on. And then what, I, what kills me, honestly, is like, look at how the Cowboys play today. Let's be real. I understand Giants fans. You know, yeah, I would love to see Odell come back. Come on. If I'm Odell and I've seen what I just seen the Cowboys do to the Vikings, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it's no, if it is about that, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys. <laughs> and and I, I'm just being honest. You know, Cow, the Cowboys, the laid is, 40, you gotta,
1: Cowboys laid 40 points, and I appreciate the call, Dave. I'm up against the clock. Uh, Cowboys put up 40 points on the Vikings today. 40. 40-3 was the final score. And the Vikings were 8-1. and one. That That is a pretty good football team out there. Kevin O'Connell has them boys playing well. And the Cowboys took that loss uh, against the, the, the Packers. They took it very, very personal. And they heard the chatter all week uh, about, you know, maybe you go back to Cooper Rush or Dak said, I got this. Through 22... 22 for 25, 276, and two touchdowns today, 40 points for the offense. Tony Potter continues to look good. Zeke came back today, and it was okay, but it was all about Dak and that offense. And Cooper Rush actually was able to get in the game late because the Cowboys were blowing him out. But, I mean, if you're Odell and if you're looking to try to win a Super Bowl, then, yes, the Dallas would be the answer. We'll talk about... More about Saquon Barkley and Brian Dable coming up because there were two interesting things that I noticed today. And it's actually been, you know, I've been saying it the last couple of weeks, but today I thought about it because of what I was watching. So we'll talk about that coming up. We'll go around the NFL and then, of course, mercifully get to the New York Knicks who were lost again. And R.J. Barrett continues to be a problem. But uh, that's something we'll get into later on. 800-919-3776, Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Back in a moment right here on 98.7 ESPN.